at what point do you think we as a culture, a species, a, a civilization reach peak culture? Um, I would say pop art. Right um, up there. Peak culture? Yeah. Like, I mean, do you, you want mean, like, the smart-ass answer or the smart-ass answer? I, I believe there's only smart-ass answers to this question, and you both are wrong. I guarantee you're both going to be wrong, but I want to hear Henry out on this one. I mean, like, mine would be, you know, if we have a sandwich that's made entirely of just, like, meat with meat, or, you know... No, that's just food science, goddammit, Henry. It's brilliant, unadulterated, pure food science, and I will not stand in the way of progress. Yeah. Um, hmm. I would say... Or, Or dog sweaters. Peak culture is... Having, I think we reached a point of peak culture when you can have your groceries delivered to your house without you ever having to leave the house. Like, you can literally pretty much get guys, almost anything guys, you need. Guys, guys, you're just naming delivered. things that were possible five years ago. What I'm saying is we have actually reached peak culture, and it's that we have several unironic Sum 41 cover bands out there doing tributes to them. And <laughs> that they make you go, maybe Sum 41 wasn't actually that bad because these fuckers are terrible. <laughs> I take it you you the YouTube algorithm is taking you down a weird path. I have spent a shocking amount of this last week listening to unironic covers of some 41's we'll call it contributions to the musical world, most notably of which was Fat Lip. And you know, I reached a point where I'm like, you know, maybe some 41 wasn't terrible. Because these guys are, they're genuinely terrible. Like, in all things being perspective, maybe we're just in decline. Like, you've t- you- you've made me go back on something. I'm like, this band is terrible, except for that one song. It's still kind of terrible. Well, I think you're just kind of, all you've really done is lowered the bar there, like, so low that now you're just tripping over it. Oh, no, we're in a civilization in decline at this point. Like, this is where we're at. Like, I don't know where the peak was, but we're past it. <laughs> I assume some 41 was kind of a small downturn on the upslope, and now we are on the downslope. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there are other bands that could be covered that would push us Oh, that could push us I, into the peak civilization. Oh, what about whatever you start to hear uh, Muzak versions of some forty-one? Mm. I'd argue some forty-one is already kind of Muzak, but you raise a fair point. Like that's that's bottoming out culture at that point. That's, that's when you rebuild. I think. What's <laughs> it? What's a bunch like... of when it's a bunch of bards and taverns being like, this next song was written by an ancient band known as some forty-one. They apparently like an El Camino. I don't know what an El Camino is because we're in the Dark Ages again. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Like, okay, if we had to, if we had to connect, like, the curve of peak culture to the decline, what cover, like, like, would peak, like, would the top of the line be like, you reach Weird Al? And then Richard Cheese does a version of your song, and then when we're really starting to spiral down... I will hear no slander have... against Rage Against the Lounge music. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, no, I like it. That's on the up curve as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's positive legend. culture. That's, that's, that's positive yes. culture, yeah. Yeah. So would you say, like, if we had to put those on a scale, which one would be the one showing a decline in civilization? Oh, no, it's, Definitely it's, not Weird Al. 
it, I, I'm going to say it now. No, no, the, those are genuine, unironic, but there's work into them. Like, I, I'm talking the decline is marked by when you have people doing covers of songs that should have never been popular, but were. And, like, it's an ironic one is funny. Like, oh, haha, you did a country version of a Nine Inch Nails song. Cute. Whatever. It's when you're in all earnestness with, like, a, I like this band covering something that the problem begins. Specifically yeah. Sum 41. Yeah. Oh. Who I've only remembered their existence because you mentioned them. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's not that's not a that's not a uh, you're welcome. That yeah. is a fuck you. <laughs> We're putting that back into my brain. Oh, I'm aware. Everyone who listens to this podcast is now aware Sum 41 is still a band, actually. Yeah. I mean, now that we've gone on about this, I think we're in too deep now. Is that them, too? That's their song. Unless it was, <laughs> unless it was songs about trashing house parties that no one came to. I don't really know any of their discography. Huh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't even remember their fucking band. Don't expect me to remember any of their albums or songs. <laughs> The hatred I can feel coming from Henry is fantastic. Just be like, why are you doing this to me? I had a good morning, I woke up, and now this bullshit. Awesome cast episode 213. 213, my old error code back in the very early 90s. Good times. But yeah, uh, we're here. We're back. We've got some fun stuff for you. I think it's actually been an okay ish week. Uh, but yeah, this is the Wicked Awesome cast. I am Alex, aka Mave Online. I am joined here with my two cohorts, my two partners in crime, my Bad mamajamas, if you will. Uh, Charlie, aka Mordak Undivided, Mord 4K, as I like to tease them sometimes. Uh, oh, I'm and... just here to talk about the uh, Cinnabon instant uh, uh, Twitter presence right now they have going on. Twitter instant? What? Uh, they they probably stepping up their like food porn angles of things lately, and it's been a little gross, but can't look away. That's what I'm here to talk it... about this week. Is the food scientist been uh, quarantined for a little too long? He's getting a little... They'll deliver Cinnabon now, which is a sentence no one should allow to be able to say without, and that's the war crime I'm admitting to. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Wicked Pot Awesome cast today. Um, it was a short cast, just because I've got to go order some fucking yeah, Cinnabon. I'm, yeah, you got to know where I was at two days ago, being like, wait, I can do this now? Wait, what? Why even leave I, house? This is how we die. There's yeah. literally no reason to ever go outside now that Cinnabon delivers. Did you know there's a Cinnabon-flavored ice cream out there, too? I think I've had that before. Yeah. And you're still <laughs> alive and not a diabetic? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta introduce Henry. You, you, you got so eager with fucking Cinnabon, I didn't introduce Henry. I'm a man of passion, goddammit, Alex. Yes, but Henry deserves his due, man! He's part of the gang! But yes, Henry's here, a.k.a. Nomad Har, also known as Kraken Zero. Now that he's been introduced, let's talk more about the Cinnabon. 
and the Cinnabon ice cream you had. Henry, can you share your thoughts on this? <laughs> it was like cinnamon. Like, I had lots of cinnamon and it was ice cream. Fascinating. I'm in. I, you've enrolled <laughs> me in this. I'm in. Let's just, let's go. Let's get it done. Can we do, like, are we, is this the first ever Wicked Awesome Mukbang? Is that I, what's happening? You don't want to watch me in a Cinnabon. It's, <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> the lights go oh. out. There's a weird, like, meat being scraped off bone with teeth sound. And then, like, Why does your shit sound dead. like a horror movie? <laughs> it's like, hey, you're going to eat a sandwich. And it's like, it, all of a sudden, it looks like a freaking offshoot camera recording of The Purge. Just suddenly the shaky cam starts in real life. It's like, wait, what is, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we're supposed to eat a sandwich, Charlie. This is not the mukbang people signed up for. Oh, All of a sudden, there's a pig man from freaking... What's that one PlayStation game? Manhunt? Yes, that dude shows up. And we're we doing Manhunt D-Cuts this week? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your throwback. Apparently. But yeah, so we're... Stay tuned for news about the Wicked Awesome Muckbag. In the meantime, we're going to talk video games. And Manhunt, apparently. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is going to be the live episode. And it'll be their only live episode. Uh, okay. I'm it, clearly like, not going to survive. In an extra weird twist of this thing, I have watched no less than four retrospective reviews of Manhunt, which are the most bizarre things to watch ever. Because, to many people's points, if you were to pl- if you were to review these games now, there are far more uncomfortable games out there. But also, it's people that, like, maybe weren't even alive at the time those games came out reviewing them. They're like, yeah, it looks like ass. And I'm like, I think you were a fetus back when this came out. <laughs> yeah, I remember when that made the, uh, the news. When Manhunt made the news. I remember like, how controversial that was. Do you remember when news is controversial in terms of like, oh, this video game might be a little bit violent. And now the news is covering the fact that companies are signing up to work with violent people. I, oh, boy. I mean, actual controversies? Actual controversies. What a yeah. time to be alive. Yeah. We'll get into that when we get to the news. I want to... Let's do weeks first. We are weirdly excited for news this week, and not like in a good way. And like, there hey, isn't shit for news. We have to artificially hype this bullshit. I, fair. So, I mean, first of all, there's epic news, so you know I have to do my normal standard epic bad Valve good nonsense. That's gonna be a given. We've got some cool indie news stuff, which I know. And I don't really think of indie games. I always associate Henry because he's always on the know when it comes to the like indie game industry stuff. And, like, yeah, I don't know. You just wrangle us up, Charlie. That's how it works. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to do their week first? I'll go, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's been a pretty, I don't know, light new, uh, not light week from a video game standpoint. Uh, something called Valken Open Air or Walken Open Air was supposed to happen this week, and because of the virus, it did not. So they shifted to an online thing called. Vakken Worldwide, which has been a lot of fun to follow. It's happened at weird hours of the day because it's over in Europe. It's one of the giant metal festivals, but they did a whole infrastructure to have a bunch of bands that were going to play do live streams. They also dug up some of their more famous kind of recorded shows they've done, and that was fun to kind of actually sit down and watch. I'm a little sad that the first Vakken I've attended was via my iPad, but I'll take what I can get at this point. I Continually, I've actually been very impressed with like some of the big festivals that have chosen to go this approach have had a really good fun sense of humor about it like 
part of what made Vakken special was it it is the biggest metal festival of the year and it's aware it's a giant fest music festival so like not every band is the most medley of metal things out there but they also have like a tradition of morning yoga so they made YouTube videos that you could do the Vakken metal yoga in the morning too which is great and you should go check it out and it's a small ray of hope in these dark times like the rest of it was fine but like they managed to capture the like ridiculousness of Vakken via digital and that was fun I guess for me it's like oh yeah I I can do the dumb yoga I've heard about for the last like 10 years of my life cool because <laughs> it's a camping thing and they like they, they have a lady that runs a morning yoga thing for Vakken where it's like on the main stage, it's like, we're now going to do some yoga, motherfuckers! Well, you know, if there yeah. can be, you know, pro-wrestling yoga, I'm sure that metal yoga is oh, yeah, no, a good I, thing. It's up there with uh, metal knitting, which is a thing me and Jen are trying to find a competition to go observe. It's just knitting to metal, but that sounds entertaining to us. That sounds so fucking cool, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. No, so as part of this, a bunch of the bands that have either went last year, have long traditions of going, did some kind of fun stuff of their own ways. The coolest of which was Bloodywood, which is an Indian metal band. I guess they're technically a folk metal band if you want to get granular with things. And they were asked to attend last year's uh, Vodka, uh, 2019, I believe was the year they went. Maybe it was 2018. And they made a crazy kind of tour video of it. And it, they released that. It's like an hour and some change on YouTube. It's free to watch. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you're not into metal. The first like 45 minutes are just the story of a band trying to be a band in a climate that like is very not okay with the music they type, they uh, tend to produce and kind of the challenges of being a metal band in India. And also has some really cool moments. They're like, yeah, so um, we just rented some ruins as our practice space because that was cheaper than renting a practice space. So it's cool shots of them just doing like band rehearsals and these beautiful like old abandoned temples being like, yeah, it, in hindsight, it was really cool. At the time, we're like, man, the power in here sucks. <laughs> no, it's been kind of fun getting back into that. It's been a nice kind of mind wash moment of a bunch of bands just doing stuff like that. I It's called Rage Against the Machine as their video. It's a lot of fun. I, I've recommended it to lots of people that aren't necessarily into metal and they've had a lot of fun watching it. The, uh, the Snake Charmer, like, the, the funniest takeaway I have from this is, is that there's another uh, Indian musician out there called the Snake Charmer who does bagpiping stuff and does some really cool bagpiping stuff. And I was 90% convinced that the guitarist from Bloody Wood did a bunch of work for her at one point, but like could never find proof that it actually happened. And she just shows up in the video to be like, yeah, my friends are going to go play Vakken. Of course I'm going to Vakken. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not crazy. You two do hang out. Awesome. <laughs> I knew that because that's guitar stuff anywhere. Neat. All right, cool. I, Yeah, I cannot recommend that enough. Uh, you can go back and check out some of the Vakken stuff in post as well. It's not... I don't know if they're going to be putting all of the live stream stuff up, but if they're not, that's a damn shame because there was some cool stuff there, but you can still get some tidbits and get some of the weirdness. But more importantly, I'm playing Warframe again, apparently. Of course you are. <laughs> Yeah, TennoCon was yesterday, and I sat in and watched the live stream to get Hydroid Prime, and they showed off some stuff, and I was sitting there going, you know, I'm in that weird spot with Destiny right now where Warframe sounds pretty fun, and, and I played a bunch of Warframe last night, and 
I'm not trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing Warframe again, and I'm playing Warframe, and cats and dogs living together, the life of world is upside down, uh, fire <laughs> is cold, water is hot, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm playing Warframe again. Hmm. They made that game better. Every time I come back to that game, they've made it significantly better, I think. I You say that every time you've launched Warframe back yeah. up after not playing for a while. No, I know. I <laughs> There, there was some. There was a couple quests that I was stopped be from progressing in because they were driven by you. Really need a fucking group for this activity, and I think they've mm-hmm. gone back and cleaned those up, and that's been a nice change. I, I don't know. Every time I go back to Warframe, I'm like, yeah, oh, they improved this. Cool. Like it's it's better. I some of the weapons now feel like they have impact when they hit things, which is nice. Um. You can still get through way too much of that game just mashing the melee button, but I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leveling up an Oberon because I've never done that before. I, it continues to be the weird one where I go back and have a bunch of weapons that are, quote, mastery locked because they've rejiggered that again. I'm like, I can't use, I, I shouldn't be able to use this gun, but I am. Like, I still have no idea what the fuck to do in that game at this point. Like, I... Uh, allegedly there's like a new player runway thing they added and maybe I like tested out of that because I have like most of the plants unlocked but good god I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing just going into missions trying to find crystals so I can make the limbo armor and I bought some sand that I think is going to start a quest and I yeah I don't know I unlocked some relics I got some stuff that people were like all fucking into and I unlocked it and I'm like oh man I need that knife blade so I can Give it to these people that definitely aren't a Merc band that's, like, doing questionable things so I get their cool-ass shotgun from that faction. Yeah. Warframe. Nice. So what have you two been up to? Um, so, I, uh, I, so, I, so there's, there's a Twitter account I follow. Um, I don't know if you've seen them before, but they're called Fat Kid Alerts, and they basically like, keep tabs on any stuff that's going on sale, specifically things like the Nintendo Switch and all that. And so, your boy finally got himself a Nintendo Switch. Cool. Uh, the dockable one or the not dockable one? The dockable one. Okay, not, cool. Not, 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 a not real the fucking switch. Light. A man's switch. switch. Not a boy's yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I ended up picking myself that because I recently actually filed my taxes because I waited till the day of the extension to file them or the day. Yeah. Cause remember they extended them from April to July. So. so you did the adult thing and used your tax return to buy a switch. Very good. Very good. Yep. Of course. So, um, yeah. So we, we were playing the switch when it got here. It was supposed to arrive actually like Thursday this week, but are you it animal- showed up. Hmm? Are you animal crossing yet? Mandy is, so I'm probably going to play other stuff on the Switch. She should come to my island and get some fruit. (laughs) I'll let her know. But yeah, uh, so she's playing on that, and we kind of watched some movies. Uh, I watched, was it, she had heard something about the movie called The Help, which was really interesting. That was a really good movie. Um, And then I wanted to find another movie, but I couldn't figure out what I wanted to watch. So I decided to go a little bit old school, and so I just kind of drove down my local blockbuster. And uh, kind of peruse their selection. Wait, 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 hold up. That's not physically possible anymore. Oh, yes, it is. I thought the last one closed in Alaska. 
The last, the last blockbuster on Earth is in Bend, Oregon. Is it actually 99. a blockbuster or some hipster revitalization of a blockbuster? It is a legit blockbuster. A real blockbuster. It's in Bend, Oregon, which is about three hours from Portland. So Mandy and I drove three hours to spend about 20 minutes in Blockbuster and then drove back. But it was fun. It's a legit Blockbuster. I have pictures. I'll send them to you guys. But yeah, I picked up Jojo Rabbit, which I've heard is really, really good. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, was it Stephen Merchant's in it? Oh yeah, well, that yes, Taika that one. Watiti. Hmm? Yeah, Taika Watiti. Yeah, there you go. That's his. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things about it, and I saw like a clip, and I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. And so I picked up a DVD copy of Jojo Robot from Jojo Jojo Rabbit from my local blockbuster. So kind of felt nice to say that too. But yeah, that was fun. Uh, I also obviously picked up some like cool nostalgia ner- merchandise. Like I got some blockbuster sunglasses. Uh, Mandy got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. Keychain and a. Magnet. Does the store like blow dust in so you get that authentic walking into like a cordoned off chunk of history feeling? Yeah. No, I mean they maintain it like it was like a like if it's a current shop. Like it's not like. Well, I guess I mean, what I'm asking, like, section... how much do they make it feel like the dream of the '90s still is still alive in Portland, kind of thing? Like, uh, there's a poster for Boys in the Hood. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. On the outside, and there's also, I think they had a movie with, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Hold on, um, oh, I can't remember his name. But there's an old school movie that plays on the TVs. You know, they used to have the, the movie playing yeah. randomly on the TVs out there. So they have this one old movie playing on there as well. Cool. But like they also have new stuff. Like they have Avengers posters and things like that. And they have places sectioned off. Um, they, ha- they had an awful. <laughs> okay, I, this is going to sound odd, but they had an uncomfortably large amount of Russell Crowe merchandise from his films. <laughs> like. <laughs> as Blockbuster should have. But like they had, they had stuff from all, like when he was Robin Hood, they actually had his hood. They had some. Wait, like, do you not know stuff. about this? What? So, John Oliver, I think, bought a bunch of like Russell Crowe was auctioning stuff off, and he bought a bunch of it and then like donated it to Blockbuster, like the one in Alaska and the one in Portland. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, the one in Bend. Yeah. The one in Bend. Yeah. But it's yeah in Oregon. No, I did not know this, but like, yes. Was there's... Russell Crowe's jockstrap from Gladiator, I think, there or something like that? Probably. That, that was a thing that happened. Probably. Like, it resulted in there being now the John Oliver um, Koala Chlamydia Award. <laughs> no, I did not, but yes, uh, they had a, a, an interesting selection of Russell Crowe merchandise there. So Mystery uh, solved, I think, for you. Yeah. So I was like, why Russell Crowe specifically? Because John Oliver donated a shit ton of work to them. That makes a lot of sense. That also sounds very John Oliver, too. That does <laughs> sound very John Oliver. But yeah, so the, uh, so uh, yeah, Andy and I went to uh, Blockbuster. So, that was fun. It was a nice drive. It's interesting because, like, so, when you think of Oregon, you think of trees, you know, Pacific Northwest, like, rain. But, like, once you get past Mount Hood, Oregon is, like, desert. And so 
like Bend, Oregon is in a desert area, so it very much reminded me of like Antelope Valley back home and all that. So it has that vibe. Oh, so a shithole. Got it. <laughs> no, Bend was actually really nice. But um, yeah, so it was a nice little like kind of thing. It was just kind of funny to say like, yeah, I'm going to my local Blockbuster. Granted, it's the only Blockbuster that exists and it's three hours away, but it is technically my local Blockbuster, so... Uh, but yes. But yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was my week. Not much else, really, other than just, like, playing WoW to kill time till the expansion hits and doing some raid testing and figuring out what class I'm going to play when it launches. So, things of that nature. Sure. But yeah, that's me. Do we have answers to those questions yet, or no? Um, I'm still putting together kind of a list of pros and cons right now. Enhanced Shaman is what I really want to play, but the damage is definitely lacking. I'm probably going to go either Rogue or Frost Death Knight. So, mm. Leaning a little bit more towards Frost Death Knight, but we'll see. You can never go wrong with Death Knight. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, Henry? I got around and played some games that I haven't been able to play uh, before. I could do that. I ended up, uh, well, the video card that uh, Alex sent me, uh, I basically permanently downclocked it back down to what it was before it was factory overclocked. And so I, uh, to do that, I noticed that the software that I was using, like no software would make the downclock stay. So I copied the BIOS and edited the BIOS firmware for it and then reloaded the firmware back onto the card. So now it's permanently downclocked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I used to use their, like, they used to have a gigabyte throttle thing, and if I think if you save it as, like, profile one, it would keep it, but oh. it doesn't doesn't work. Oh, wow. It'll, it, I just, I, I looked at it because I could look at it, and I tried that one and another one as well, and you can tell what it's running at. You can tell what speed it's running at. So I tried running mm-hmm. some games, and I was just noticing it was jacking right the back up to where it was. And yeah, it'll it'll seriously make the card work hard. So mm-hmm. I went in and like changed the firmware, edited custom edited the firmware to downclock it, and now it's been running really well, like no problem. Um, because I was having trouble with it like crashing a lot, crashing games a lot. Occasionally, the entire computer. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so I got around to playing a couple of games that are, yeah, a little more, you know, intense, processor intensive, mm. and yeah, they played fine. So I played Steep, finally got to play Steep. Yeah, you get to work finally? Yeah. Um, challenges are all fucking stupid. So yeah, they are. Play <laughs> the, just play the open world yeah. thing, because nothing is prevented from you, like, it's not like... I can't, I can't snowboard because I didn't do this unlock. No, you can you can go anywhere you want. Oh yeah, no, it's especially if you use the uh the rocket the, the rocket wings. Yeah, the jetpack, which you can literally just it has infinite fuel. Yep. So if you have a spot you want to get to, like, uh, you know, instead of using the sort of the helicopter passes you can get, just. Just find a place you can take off with your rocket jet and just fly there. Which admittedly is harder to do than you want to admit to, because most of the time you just faceplant when you try and launch that thing. But 
Yeah, but there's some better no, yeah, no, places I, to actually launch it from. I, I just love and, the fact that there's an animation for, like, I got this rocket pack face plant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some... But, yeah, I tried some of the challenges. Some of them were fine. Some of them were dumb. Many of them were dumb. And I'm just like, but I don't have to do any of this stuff. Not really. So, I just, yeah, rocket, <laughs> rocketed my way around the map. Trying to unlock some of the kind of drop spots that are nice. Yeah. Just, you know, they drop me here. Yeah, you can just use the rocket pack to unlock all of them if you feel like it. And yeah, it's yeah, you don't. There's nothing really like. There's no, not even any of the mountains. I don't think are even locked off to you. Like the challenges to them are, but you could also just rocket your way to the top of the peak and then snowboard down. Yeah, and, or whatever ski snowboard, whatever you feel like doing, and doesn't matter. So, yep. So the rocket wing basically breaks the game. Like seriously, super breaks the game. Once I figured out that that, like, I a you can take off from a lot of different places, and b it has literally infinite fuel. There's there's no need to do anything else in the game. It's like. I did a couple of challenges, and I was just like, ah, those are actually weren't very fun. A couple of them were all right. Some of them were just dumb. Uh, yeah, so it's just like, you know, you just play the game in open world. It's it's actually more fun that way. You just rocket, rocket wing your way wherever you wherever you want to go, and go from there. <laughs> so yeah, I just went to like. The uh, final peak on the game, and just like started at the very top, <laughs> you know, just just face plant, <laughs> face plant into the top of the mountain, then uh, you know, snowboard your way down. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, I like Steve. It's, it's fun. It's is it was fun once I figured out I didn't have to do any of the challenges. All you do is unlock other challenges, and occasionally unlock like some, you know, uh, you know, new hat or something. Oh yeah, no. Don't really need that. Game's all about the fashion. Yeah, but also, it doesn't have to be anything about the fashion. Just, just do the open world thing and yep. not care. But yep, that's what I did. And then uh, I also played another game, also on my uh, Ubisoft uh, stuff that I already had. A uh, Discovery Tour: Ancient Egypt. Not bad to work properly, and yeah, it's just Assassin's Creed minus the whole assassin thing. Hmm. It, and this one is, of course, just it's just the world that they had researched and created for the uh, origins for Assassin's Creed Origins. How long is it? As long as you want it. To oh, be. I thought there was like a curated path through it or something. There are a bunch of curated paths, and also you can just run around. And basically all the normal controls for Assassin's Creed work. Like, you can choose even what character you want as your character model Mm. from all the, basically, main characters of the game. And then you just run around using the controls, like normal controls for Assassin's Creed. Like, you can run and parkour everywhere. You can parkour up the big... You can climb, like, rock climb up the pyramids if you feel like it. Yeah. as you can call your horse, you can use the eagle and use the eagle vision, whatever. And yeah, it, yeah basically it's just like, yeah, it's a, it, it does show you just how deeply 
well, they spend a lot of time researching it. I mean, there's a lot there. And they really put a lot of actual care and effort, you know, as far as the, you know, people, the developers, sure. into making it very, very good and well fleshed out. And, you know, the history's there. And it's just like an, an, it's a living encyclopedia. And it's a fun way to do it, too, especially with the many curated paths that you can take. You can just, you know, you can choose which one you can. You don't have to unlock them. They're all available from the start. And you can just teleport to wherever in the world. Like, all the normal uh, fast travel things are already unlocked for you. So, just fast travel wherever you want, or fast travel to a path that you'd like to do. And, yeah, really cool. I And I like learning about history especially when it's a bit more fun when i can kind of run around and kind of see it it's a different thing when you actually kind of see something in motion versus reading it in a book yeah or seeing it in a museum it's like kind of you know at least their best approximation of what did kind of everyday walking around life look like what what did it seem like you know what are these what are these buildings look like back during the height of the era so hmm. yeah it's really cool so i i think it's great especially yeah i think it's a great tool especially for people that you know maybe like books history books that you just sleep and this is way more interesting so yeah that's very cool i mean i they i think they did one for the uh, one in greece as well a, a discovery tour for that one as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be interested in kind of in picking up the other discovery tour game as well, just because this one's so good. Yeah, it's. I look forward to the Viking Arrow one. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. They may make one. Like it seems to be a thing, and yeah, I assume that they've sold somewhat well for them to keep making them. Because it's not. I guess it's not a huge deal to make them. There's definitely more development sure. involved. But the base game is really just, yeah, like for this one, the base, it's really just, they took Origins, took out the combat, and added in these curated paths. Hmm. Which, you know, they didn't have to redevelop the entire game, they just had to add a, some new features to the game. Really, like I said, the paths. Where it's just like you go point to point on this path, and then there's some narration, and it kind of... Uh, yeah, it's it's seamless, all of it, and yeah, very fun, very cool. And I could imagine, like, it wouldn't be... There again, there has to be more work done for it, because these are, you know, to do the path, and then to have sort of a speech for it. Outside of that, you know, they didn't have to rewrite the game to include this stuff. <laughs> it's still an Assassin's Creed game. Like, you can still hide inside of haystacks and stuff. Though... There's no reason to. <laughs> now you're just a tourist that, for some reason, hops into haystacks or jumps into haystacks from high high views, which there, you can still do that. You can go to the sink points and then dive off into you know haystack or water or whatever. <laughs> but now you're just a tourist doing this for some reason. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, there it is funny to have some of the obvious mechanics from Assassin's Creed still there, but other ones just not. Like, you, yeah, you don't have your, you know, there's no combat anymore. 
Yeah, I, I found it. I, yeah, I liked it. I just like kind of seeing history in motion. That's the cool part. Yeah. Of it. I mean, I watch the History Channel, like, uh, you know, they're, when they do stuff like that, where it's like, you know, recreation of, you know, what our best approximation of what did it look like in motion? What did, what did it look like back then? And yeah, and then that's, that's what this is, and it's very cool. And it also kind of highlights, yeah, just how much, you know, they, they tried to do very good research for these games. It's, and I've mentioned before, it's one of my favorite parts of Assassin's Creed is that it's historical fiction. Oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's always I play them at this point. It's like the assassin stuff is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you're not really even an assassin anymore. You haven't been for a long time, not since, like, Syndicate. <laughs> even then, you were like a gang boss, depending on which character you were playing. True. But, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, and, yeah, it's that, <laughs> Here's Assassin's Creed minus the whole assassin thing. That's that's Discovery Tour. But yeah, I yeah I think it'd be cool if they did did a Discovery Tour for the uh, Viking thing coming out soon. We can only hope. But yeah, that was that was basically my entertainment for the week. Like between those two games, there is there's enough open world fun and steep, and there's enough open world kind of learning and Discovery Tour that. I didn't even really, I didn't watch anything. Like, I didn't even watch a single show this week of anything. It's weird. I'd never call Steep a good game, but it's nice and relaxing. Yeah. Especially, if, like I said, if you don't bother with any of the challenges. Oh, yeah, no, there's no reason to. They're terrible. <laughs> yep, that was my week. Uh, shall we jump into the news, then? I suppose we shall. Alright, starting this news off with one big thing for Alex. Alex, were you aware it's officially been confirmed that WoW Shadowlands is not coming to consoles? Uh, I knew it was... Follow-up question. What the fuck did I just say and why did I have to say it? Okay, so early in the Shadowlands, like, data mining stuff, they found options for using a controller in WoW in terms of customization for your your keybinds. So, people were like, oh, are they preparing to do console? Maybe? Uh, but, I don't know, maybe by one of those scenarios you can use a controller as well as uh, as well as your keyboard and mouse, although playing a game with as many buttons as WoW, I don't know how the so the controller. explanation you just gave is accurate. Yeah, I, I I was more just struck by the fact that someone had to get out there and go, "Wow, is not coming to consoles." And I'm like, "Wait, did people think Wow was coming to consoles? Like, that's a story. Like, Wow, <laughs> not coming to consoles is not something you have to write an article about or like report. It's just a given." I thought like the sky is blue and Wow isn't coming to consoles anytime soon or ever. It's well, it's coming to uh, mobile devices. Well, the thing is, I mean, it wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, Fantasy Star Online has been, like, controller-based forever. That's also a very different game, though, too. Like, you can play that with a mouse and keyboard, but it was optimized from the jump as for a controller. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that's mapped to it. I mean, it's just there's one of the buttons oh, sure, yeah. basically shift. I'm not saying you couldn't figure out how to do it. I'm just saying you shouldn't bother. And the same thing for uh, uh, Terra. 
which now I almost never play because Fantasy Star Online too. Uh, hey, hey, Henry, you should go play Warframe. There's dojos. Don't do it. Don't do it. Nope. Still, uh, Destiny Two is taking all my FPS time. Right, but what if it wasn't an FPS and you were a cyborg ninja and it was free to play? Yeah, I'm aware of Warframe. I just don't need more game in my life. <laughs> come on, come play Warframe. Uh, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't let him I already bring have you in. Games I'm neglecting. Come I mean... be confused with me in Warframe, Henry. Do it. <laughs> Get in a weird cycle where you come back every year and a half or so and go, "Huh, this game got a lot better than last time." Don't do it. Don't let him pull you in. Don't let him be a Warframe succubi. Or a merman, mermaid, luring you into the waters of Warframe. Bitch, I am a manatee being like, brah, this kelp down here is awesome. <laughs> I'm not even trying to hide the fact that getting in the water is a terrible idea. Like, I'm floating around <laughs> as a manatee like, hey, ignore the fact I'm a manatee with a baseball bat. I, I, I totally ignore it, humans. <laughs> Why would we get in the water with that manatee? I don't know, he's telling us to, and he has a baseball bat. There's nothing subtle about this. It's just, I want to hit you with this baseball bat. Shut up, manatee. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Moving on! So I'm not sure if you two were aware of this, but there was an ongoing protest in Red Dead Redemption of people dressing up as clowns to protest the lack of new content for that game and whether what? or not... Hmm? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> what? Yeah, I... By the Red Dead Redemption 2 online uh, culture is actually a hell of a good one. Uh, but so, after long last, animals are back into that online mode. There's a whole hunting kind of expansion. There's the naturalist, naturalist, however you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. I guess, role for that. People are really happy about it. It's, it's basically it's either photography or just straight up hunting. That seems cool. I Every couple of months, I look at Red Dead Redemption online and go, huh. Maybe I should reinstall this and give it a shot, and then I slap myself across the face and don't. It's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of interesting because there, there's going to be two paths for this. Kind of, you can either be sort of a poacher or like a conservationist. Yeah, and I think it's, just... a, I think it speaks to. I have a lot of faults with how Rockstar shows to run its online stuff. The fact that you can't do private lobbies, I think, is. And forever shall be a bad decision on their part, but I get why they don't do it too. But there's a logic there. But the spirit with which they successfully captured both games in online, like in Red Dead, it very much gives you that the joy of hunting or the joy of just taking photos of some cool ass animals and doing such things versus the versus each other. Like I, I have been nothing but impressed with Red Dead Online's kind of content, not maybe not the speed at which it's come out and some of the weird glitches it's come with, but there's a reason I occasionally look at that game and go, huh, maybe I should go back and check it out. Now it's been like a year since it got off the ground. Like it's, <laughs> people seem to be having fun. And oh God, it's just Warframe all over again. Moving on. I also was thinking they do like a trolley thing and patch out the clown costume from the game. As a result of it, that would be really I think you have, like, straight clown gangs in that game, so I don't think they would do that to people. <laughs> okay. It's very much a thing. Alright! This is slightly old news at this point, but in case you missed it, Cuphead is out on the PS4 now. Yeah. And they were like, it's out now! Yeah. So. The correct way to announce a game. Not it's out tomorrow, like, 
just like password. It's like, oh yeah, you can buy Cuphead now, fuckers. Do it. Or don't. We don't care. Yeah. And if you haven't played Cuphead, it is a fucking great game. Oh yeah, I played through it uh, two-player on stream, actually. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely difficult. And some, and in some ways, playing two-player makes it slightly Oh, it makes it harder. Some... Mm-hmm. I don't like Cuphead, so I'm going to say something about this one. But we, but we but yeah, pulled it off. Uh, actually, it was, like, I found it very enjoyable. Yeah. If... Um, also managed to uh, uh, find two major glitches in the game on stream, so uh, that happens as well. Yeah, Most this... of them were related to the uh, to the kind of ability that you have for uh, kind of uh, uh, deflecting or or not deflecting, but just uh, parrying projectiles. Mm-hmm. Both both times it happened while doing that. Like both huh. sort of weird weird glitches happened while uh, trying to do the parry system for for bullets. And yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, Cupcat, Cuphead. Proper difficult game, but not such that it ever felt like it was cheating you. It just is difficult. Mm-hmm. What well, definitely captures that era of the old school, like the old school difficult plat, like side scrolling platformer. Yeah, really I don't like those games. So I thought that game was pretty, but I'm like, yeah, not for me. Yeah, and but yeah, I never found. And there are different difficulty levels, but I never found. The challenge too much, to be honest. And yeah, I feel like it was mostly fair. Like I never felt like, definitely never felt like I was losing or would was doing poorly because the game was made poorly. Like mechanics are sharp. You're there. You never feel cheated because a mechanic didn't work correctly or something in the game broke. So yeah, but wow, it certainly took a while. I mean, this it's just. <laughs> it took well for it to come out on PS. I think it was exclusivity right deals, not anything else. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was. No, because it was dubbed as a like PC and Xbox thing for a while. No, and this came out as part of that uh, Jeff Keighley Days of Play summer thing he's been doing. He had an interview with them and checked in. I guess there's a show being made off of Cuphead, which sounds interesting. Hmm. Don't know. There's a new Animal Crossing patch out there, or update, whatever the right word for it is. I'd add dreams, fireworks, but most importantly, cloud backups for your goddamn town. Dreams? So, it's a neat idea that, I don't know, basically you can save your town in a certain state, and... It becomes a dream then, and people can access that dream if they have the code for it. But it's not really your town because you can't bring tools with you or anything like that. Like your pockets, you show up empty to it, kind of thing. Like it's, it's pure tourism mode minus the interaction, I guess. Like it, mm. it is for tourism, people. That, if you hate other people, well, there's not a lot of point to visiting <laughs> in it, I guess. Like you can't like pull objects, as best I understand. But I could be wrong about that. Like. It's more for the people that have spent a lot of time doing really cool crafted islands like the Godzilla Island. Like a bunch of people have done some cool perspective stuff. Like it opens it up for them to kind of save that snapshot in time, which is cool. And then kind yeah. of save it so people can come back and visit it, but then also have a more functioning town as opposed to having some weird kind of gimmick town, I guess is maybe the right phrase for it. I don't know. I 
inherently it's neat. Sense. The discovery yeah. system for it is trash because you have to have other people's codes. Like there's no way to peruse other islands. Like it's it like many things in Animal Crossing, it's the well, you have to have friends that are using this to use this functionality or like go on the like the Twitter trends for that thing and be like, okay, let's pull some codes for this and check some shit out and that's inherently cool, I guess, but I also I I can't remember which Animal Crossing game it was, but you could like upload your house to the cloud and people could just visit it and then like order shit they thought was cool from the catalog. You could do it like five times a day or something. I want that to come back. Like I there's a lot of stuff in Animal Crossing I think is cool, but I also think the pacing at which it's come out has been bad, and I get that they're adding it in slowly, but this feels like something this and the cloud backups should have been there from the start. But yeah, I don't know. I it's in there now, which is cool. Uh, it's that game continues to be well supported. I'm definitely playing less of it, so I'm not sure I'm willing to comment on the longevity of that game. Like I kinda shot my shot for that thing and I'm like, okay, cool. I did my thing. What else? Call of the dinosaurs. That's enough about Animal Crossing, I suppose. Next up When you when you two think of Konami, what do you think of? Castlevania? Uh slot machines. One of you is more correct. It's Henry. <laughs> I'd say pachinko parlors, but yeah, that's slot machines falls in that category, definitely. Well, so the Konami that makes the hardware is now making gaming PCs. Oh? They don't look terrible, and I think it's like the, the failure of their logo makes it a giant keyhole on the side of the thing, which I thought was cool until I saw a close-up picture of it, and it wasn't a keyhole, and I went, oh, that's less cool. Um, These are definitely computers. I, I got no way of describing that. It's from their uh, Air Spear? Our Spear? Have you pronounced that one? Ares Spear. Air Spear? Like Ares. Ares. Be... That's why there's the Greek styling on it. Yeah, the first there should be two S's in that, I guess, but I guess that works that way, too. I can. Yeah. But they are pretty powerful gaming PCs that Come pre-built. They're expensive for what you're getting out of them, but oh yeah, that's Holy the Konami shit. name. Yeah, as well as like the kind of custom design cases. I mean, obviously these are proprietary cases. I don't hate the proprietary cases, but also like the criticism of these things look like giant fucking cheese graters. A hundred percent accurate. I was about to say it looks like a uh, electric shaver. Yeah, the more I look at it, looks like that thing you like bust dead skin off the bottom of your foot with or something like that. It looks like a grooming product of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like an off-brand cable model. Sure. It is, and, and I'm looking at the specs for their $3,000 model. It's not fun. Like, yeah, no. no. You can put together a computer for much cheaper than that. Yeah. Half of that. <laughs> well, and the reaction to them has been that they are not good looking, they're very expensive and they're definitely not cool, which as someone who does not like cool looking PC cases, I totally I get, yeah, the fact I think these look neat means they are ass ugly. The, the same guy who thought Metal Gear Survive was a great idea has been working on their PC, their gaming PC department, and it shows. Apparently. AK, this shit is garbage, Konami! Anyway. Uh, yes. Way to bury all of your best franchises, Konami. I'd say more to put them on ice, but that's not really good burying. 
I swear to God, if they fuck up, if they somehow bring back, like, TJ Ninja Turtles, what is it, the Turtle in Time, and fuck it up somehow, I'd be like, of course you did, Konami. I thought they already did that. Did. did they bring it back again? I, I, I thought that remake they, they made was not well received. Did they make a remake? Yeah. Ah, damn it, Konami. Well, that's what happens when they chase away all of their best developers. When yeah. they fire all their developers and become a hardware company. Yeah. Pinko hardware company. Well, while we got Alex in a low spot, let's talk about Epic Games. Ah! That's all you got? Really? Well, you haven't gotten to the news. I can't say if they're bad or good yet without context. Fair I enough. Can, so I can, scre- I can scream in horror because so, you said Epic Games. No, fair, fair. It is terrifying, <laughs> I suppose, to... A true gamer like you and like us filthy casuals. Right. Uh, Epic Games. Uh, is it Tim Sweeney? Is that his full name? Yes. Yep. Tim Sweeney has gotten out there and thrown some serious shade at other platforms and their fees as exploitative. Yep. He specifically went after, actually, in a w- weird twist, the Apple and Google. Of the world. Oh, really? Yeah, he's not a big fan of their platforms, apparently. Oh. Huh. They have a 30% store fee, while Epic posts a 12% store fee. Well, this is not inaccurate and all that, Jess. I think it's hard to keep in mind the fact that Epic Games does have to do business on those two platforms via their app store, so this is as much a, we don't think this is fair as it is. We don't like giving you 30% of the money Fortnite makes on your platform. Mm. But also, the Epic Games store now has mod support. Wait, what? They have mod support now? Yeah. Way to catch up to Steam, who's been rocking it for years, Epic. Oh, there it is. There's the line. Epic bad, Steam good. Thank you. So MechWarrior 5 is the first game to roll out mod support, if you will, on the Epic Game Store. It's in beta testing, so I suspect it'll come to more games in the future. Uh, Yeah. Hold on, this actually might be Epic Store. I think so, this is Epic Store goods. So, like, it's it acts as a library for the mods for the game inside the Epic Store. So, which is the way Steam works. Yeah. I mean, like, one of the things that that's been keeping, say, like, uh, my copy of Left 4 Dead 2 alive is the fact that I have all sorts of mods on that. Most of them are skin mods. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them are skin mods, and one of them is like a UI mod. But yeah, um, mods so, are cool. So my question for this is, how long till we get anime waifu pinup designs, like on the Jets from back in the day, on the Mech Warriors? I bet they're already there. Like, that's kind of a Mech Warrior thing to have had from the start. Maybe not yeah. waifus, but... Giant waifus, like, painted on the side. That's what we need. I'm pretty sure we already have that in, like, Mech Warrior for PC. Yeah. Epic Store good. I see nothing wrong with this. This definitely will not be exploited or turned wrong in any way. While we're speaking of things that are exploited and turned wrong, uh, Valve is rolling out the playtest feature. Now, I know it's not a great name for something, because it even confuses me and I know what it is, but basically it's the ability to request access to, you know, playtests, betas, alphas, all that jazz, through the Steam store. Which is good. That took a while to come out. I'm actually surprised, to be honest with you. I mean, it... It was, you know, you would consider beta thing to be a more thing through the developers, not through the Steam store yeah. itself. But. Mm. 
it's yeah. just it's just now it's an easier way for them to do it through the Steam store rather than you know, I guess having one more sort of official way of doing it and way of tracking it. Now is this a beta test where you buy the game and then you play it for a while and it just kind of forever lives in beta? Um, doesn't say anything about paying it or not. Doesn't just like there's just a button that says request play test. Hmm. That's pretty much all it is right now. You. There's a game already has it on there, Total Total War Elysium. Oh, okay. He has the button button on the page. It just says, yeah, uh, request access. It's the button that says request access. Okay. The description of it. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah, there it is. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> 2K is making a football game. What? Uh, 2K? I mean, they barely dabble in the sports game industry genre like well they make the wrestling games technically oh do that oh that's right they do they make, make a baseball yes. game too or they used to at least yeah they don't make like 2k the league or something weird like yeah that. so 2k has signed a partnership with one team partners and the national football league association to publish a new football game that has access to over 2000 and sorry and not nhl NFL football player licenses. So what's interesting about this thing here is that it's so this deal they made because you you would think like the NFL would not make this deal considering they have an exclusivity yeah. thing with like Madden and all that. But it turns out this is supposed to be this is not supposed to be competing with them because EA is more of a simulation genre, and this is supposed to be a non-simulation football well, game. This might experience. actually be fun. Yeah, more. You know, like NFL Blitz, if you remember that game. If they did Blitz and made it work, I would be stoked. I'm personally hoping this is a new, um, what were they called? The Sports Kids games that had, like, little kid versions of all the um, famous players. Mm. And then on top of that had, like, ridiculous, like, bullshit kid plays. (laughs) So, alright, so the one thing that I'm getting, that I'm wondering about here now, alright, so... See, the Madden franchise has kind of rights to the teams. And here it looks like it's with the Players Association. Yeah. So are we going to get, like, you know, famous football player playing for, like... Well, so you know, that's why the, I'm hoping... Instead of the, the Dallas kids. Cowboys, it's going to be, like, the the Fort Worth cow people or something. <laughs> so is it going to be... Weird off-brand teams, but all the stars, you know. I'm trying to look because, up the name of the game I'm thinking of, and I can't remember it now. Because uh, that's what happens. I mean, like, for, I, I've played games where they don't have the rights to all the players. Like, I've played some of the like soccer games, yeah. Like that, where it's like, you'll you'll have like Lionel Messi and player number twenty-four. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I just I'm thinking of the backyard franchise. They made one for it. They had backyard baseball, backyard football, backyard. I was giving a backyard hockey, but yeah, like it was a bunch of famous people as kids. Well, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'd like to see something more like NFL Blitz, which is like, yeah, here's here's just the kind of fun parts of football, and that's it. You know, which was you know in itself in the same you know kind of thing as NBA Jam. They're again like just taking. Let's just take the the crazy fun parts and put them over the top. So hopefully that's what that means. But 
I guess we'll see what TK does here. I'm kind of intrigued on it because, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I mean, man, I'm sure it's a great game. I'm not personally <laughs> a fan of it. Like, I'm not going to discredit it because regardless, year after year, that game fucking crushes it in tail. Um, but I I don't know. I'm kind of like this whole, like, not yeah. serious simulation genre. Idea. Bring back the fun sports games, if you will. Yeah. The burnout of sports. Yeah. Hell, bring me burnout sports. I want to run know, Tom Brady over in a car from burnout. I need whoever is working on, uh, whoever worked on NFL Blitz to work on making Blitzball from Final Fantasy X a fully nope. fleshed out game. No, you don't. Nope. Yep. No one needs Blitzball. Uh, yes, the world needs Blitzball. No, they don't. Can't convince me otherwise. Blitzball 2020. Blitzball is a garbage part of that game for people that don't understand how bad it is. You're a garbage part of that game! You could glitch out the game by hiding behind your goal. <laughs> you can glitch out your game by hiding behind the goal. Waka had a nice retirement and then you lure his ass back in through your sudden success. Also, why the fuck is Keepa, the guy you've been stuck in the goal, one of the best strikers in the game? Huh? Huh? Was Waka just a shit manager? Waka. Was that his name? Is yeah, Waka. He's a legend. Uh, what sucking ass at Blitzball and managing a team into the ground? No, no, no. So here, here's what's gonna happen. Waka comes out of retirement, fucking crushes it. The team goes on to victory, and then years from now, after he recovers from his gambling problem, he comes out in a documentary called The Last Dance. Wait, do you not know you can get Waka to rejoin the team in Final Fantasy X? Yeah, that's how you unlock his... Uh, okay, yeah, just making sure you knew that for this joke. Yes, yes. I also am making a joke about Michael Jordan coming back from retirement and crushing it. Alex, Waka already has a gambling problem. Yeah, and so it's now... Why his weapon is a fucking Blitzball. It's all he can afford. <laughs> and so I just want to see the Last Dance version of Waka in Final Fantasy X Blitzball. It'll be great. Also, if you're a fan of Michael Jordan, please don't write me. He's, he's, he's cool. Please don't write me. We were just poking fun at it. If there's anybody who's fucking annoying out there, it's like hardcore sports fans. Yes. If you're that sports fans, you're annoying, and Alex thinks so. Write him. No. You know what? Don't fucking <laughs> at me. Don't write me. I don't give a shit. I'm a fat nerd who plays video games. I absolutely do not. Okay, care. while we're talking about fat nerds that are annoying and fan bases that are toxic as fuck, let's talk about Halo Infinite real quick. Fuck yeah, my neckbeard fucking grease is spiking up right now. Let's do this. You can feel the meat sweats coming on from your eight pounds of Totino's you had for dinner last night. Fuck yes. Oh. Mom, we need more t Totinos or whatever they're called. Yes. All right, so there was a rumor going around earlier on this week that Halo Infinite might be free to play. It has since been confirmed, A, what that means, and B, that yes, it's happening. So multiplayer for Halo Infinite lives up to the Infinite name and is indeed going to be free to play, which I don't object to. I know it kind of ruffled some feathers on the internet and that's the correct term for this because those that were upset about this are a bunch of i don't know angsty peacocks i guess in my mind i got nothing better than that at this point but it, it makes sense a, a beloved franchise that is halo 
that has the story mode and the multiplayer mode almost split to different audiences at this point in time. Mm. This is just a smart move. Like this, is, this means I like I like Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this is just like Fortnite. You now can always have Halo on your fucking Xbox. Like living up to its name, Halo Infinite. Halo will never die. They never have to make another Halo game ever again. They can just keep updating the part of the game that will need patching ten years in the future, which is the multiplayer mode. And this also opens up the door for them to like, oh, it's more Halo, la 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 la. Halo stories is part of Halo Infinite. Like it's, it's a smart move. So, uh, do you think they're gonna pull a uh, a Matrix online and kill off some of the beloved mainstays of the Halo who, franchise? Who actually is beloved from the Halo franchise at this point? It's Cortana, Master Chief, and other people that are mostly dead. Like at the the Sergeant dude. <laughs> Is light years away, if not already dead. Who the fuck cares? Like, there are characters in this game. Yeah, I. What about Church and uh, Star? Those are red versus uh... blue. Those aren't canon. <laughs> Let's make them canon. And Caboose. No. Yeah. No. So, what do you think that Halo Infinite will get the uh, red versus blue uh, patch? Well, seeing as multiplayer cool. mode is already red team versus blue team. <laughs> I think it comes with that patch, technically. Well, I mean, the sandbox environment, we can make more dumb stuff. That would be kind of cool. Also, I assume it launches with see... Forge or comes with Forge very quickly. When do I get to see the dance emotes added to Halo Infinite? Because I would love to see Master Chief fucking, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Floss. It? Floss, yes. When are we getting Floss? When are we getting a blue helmeted. Master Chief, which so is they, the ninja skin. So basically, they just need it needs to fully lean into becoming Destiny, I guess. Yeah. Halo Knight. Actually, Halo Infinite! Like, Fortnite! And, dude, we cracked the code. You heard it here first. Fortnite, Infinite, the last four letters are the same. Guys, it's all coming together. I figured it out. Charlie, stop ignoring me. No, no, I know I, it's I, I'm taking blowing. note of this. <laughs> we cracked the code. No, no, you, you've been on a roll lately of saying dumb shit that will make fantastic podcast <laughs> titles. <laughs> uh, let me just pull out the list of dumb shit Alex said this week. I'll have you know, you're not the first person to keep a, a list of dumb shit I've said. No, no, you, you, you have given me several potentially very good <laughs> podcast titles this week. <laughs> Power to you. Really, do we have this many options? All of them good, in my opinion, to go with. Oh, hey, you know, like GameStop says, power to the players, right? I think we now own GameStop like a nickel or something like that. I don't know how that works. Do we? I don't know. All right, we, we, we can keep beating this dead horse. Let's move on to another dead horse and beat that one for a second. Um, Excellent. There's a new Battletoads game coming out. It is out the day of recording this, which is August 2nd, so by the time you're hearing this, it should be out. In other news, they were making a new Battletoads game, apparently. That's neat. Do um, and I like the fact that at least it's, like, doing high-res assets instead of, like, you know, going with the lazy 8-bit route. Yeah, it's not kind of like a 90s cartoon quality to the art for it. Yeah. And it's made by Rare. The original creators of it, so... It looks correct? It looks like Battletoads? I don't know. It looks like I feel like people were mad about the art style for this game a little while back, but I don't care about Battletoads news anymore. 
except that it's out now, and if you want, you can go play it. And this has some, like, 90s point-and-click adventure quality of the animation. I'm actually kind of digging it. Uh, it's battle mode. I will... Do the Double Dragons make a guest appearance in it, though? Who knows? Who cares? Double Dragon. What? Battletoads Double Dragon is one of the best platformers out there. How dare you? Not really a platformer. Uh... Or side-scroller beat-em-up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I have to respectfully not care. Moving on! That amendment we talked about last week that would stop the U.S. Armed Forces from advertising on Twitch didn't pass. Not surprised by this, but... That brings that ongoing saga of dumb to a end. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it'll bring it to an end, but it's definitely gathered enough attention that it's... Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. All right, so... And because... I mean, that's the thing is, as younger generations are more and more likely to play video games and be aware of video games, stuff like this is going to gain more traction. I mean, while it was beaten... It wasn't beaten by that much. Yeah. Or, I mean, it was beaten by a, by a number, but it wasn't like a uh, 99% to 1% like drubbing. It was yeah. a, you know, there's a certain amount of people who disagreed with it. But it's like, there were also, that means a lot of House members were in support of it. I think the best thing that came out of it some ways was um, AOC explaining on Twitter that she had to explain what Twitch was to a bunch of her constituents, uh, to a bunch of her co uh Colleagues, constituents, whatever the correct phrase Col- is. Colleagues. Yeah. Constituents are her people. Yeah, that's her, what I thought. She I represents. Could, I was having a moment. Yeah, but like, I just imagine the, imagine the scene of AOC explaining what Twitch is to a bunch of 60-year-old people and being like, it's like Netflix, but for video games. Yeah, so it's like YouTube? Nah, it's different, but you're wrong. More similar to YouTube than Netflix. Yeah. Netflix doesn't do live stuff. Netflix, they might know better than YouTube or definitely Twitch. I don't know. I, I don't know which of the any of those. I assume a certain aggressive level of out of touchness when it comes to technology and it comes to any U.S. politician. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a chance that they'll know any of the above. Fuck, we're going after TikTok right now. Like that's that's the big tech news going on. We can't have these kids flossing on an app. It must be stopped. Definitely not some deep seated vendetta against it or whatever. Moving on, we got some uh, Google Play Indie Festival winners. Another so these these are kind of separated into three different kind of lists, essentially. How long are these lists? I'm trying to find the list. Three people. It's three on each. Oh, gotcha. Three on each area. So there's one for Europe, one for for Japan, and one for South Korea. And so yeah, there is a submission process for people to submit their games for judging. And yeah, and there are prizes to be won, including Google hardware, promotional campaigns, and uh, consultations with the Google Play internal team. Yeah. So in Europe, the winners were Cookies Must Die, which is a fucking amazing name, by Rebel Twins. <laughs> in Bento, by Afterburn, The White Door by Rusty Lake. In Japan, it was Gigafall by Cheeky Game Studio. Met Boy, I wanted to read that as Meth Boy, but knew it wasn't, because that would be a ridiculous name, by Rebuild Games, and... Wasure naide otona ni natte mo. Yeah, Wasure naide otona ni natte mo by Gagex. Thank you. And in Korea, the winners were uh, Heroes Restaurant by Team Tapas. It's a fantastic name for a game studio. 
uh, Magic Survival by Lemmy, Lemmy, and Project Mars by Moon? Moon TM, I'm guessing. That's what I'm, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So check them out if you're curious and like indie games. Yeah, and they're all, yeah, they're, they're all on Google Play, so I mean, they're all, yeah, they're all phone games, so easier to pick up. Last but not least, before we get to our big kind of polarizing topic of the week, we have a sentence I was not expecting to ever say in earnest ever in my, the rest of my life, but we have an anthem update. Huh, what? What is anthem? What the fuck is that? It's the Warframe game you had to pay money to get into to play Iron Man. Oh, yeah. And then there was nothing else after that. Some on this podcast might say it was an okay game that should have come out later after they had more time to work on it some, but the fundamentals and of that would... game were fun. But And they would be wrong. But yeah, they also like uh, Matrix <laughs> Online and play WoW still. Which is a great game. Great games. I don't really, know. I feel like both of those games are the, are the anthem of MMOs. Things <laughs> just left the time and forgotten. No, because World of Warcraft, despite being shitty, still has actual numbers. So does Anthem, apparently. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Anthem has the same numbers as Matrix Online. So Does it? It makes me feel better. <laughs> so we're making up lies now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I will not stand here and watch you tear down a pinnacle of the looter shooter franchise like this and compare it to such filth as the Matrix Online. <laughs> this all aside, uh, Bioware got out there, I believe it's Bioware Austin, got out there and kind of said some things about Anthem, actually. Uh, not a ton of stuff, but they've said they're reworking the whole loot system to, you know, make it rewarding and worth engaging in. Things you'd hope a lo looter shooter would have going for it. More loot more often, etc, etc. <laughs> truly riveting Truly riveting readings. <laughs> yeah. <I've... laughs> Maybe our looter shooters should have better loot, guys? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Reading through this thing, it is the most depressing, like, we didn't realize that to make a looter shooter, you had to make all the loot matter. It's like, maybe having some guns have 250% additional damage was a poor choice. It's like, yeah, that, that, that was a poor choice. Maybe all the guns should just do 225% more damage than they currently do. Do you know, make the game fun, but, but yeah, I, I, Anthem got out there, they said they're fixing the loot stuff. Like, again, this really speaks to it being a real overhaul of that game. There was also some art aspect, or some art stuff that leaked out that was, like, of a cool pirate faction. I will go back to playing Anthem when it comes out, but also, it's really fun to make fun of this because it's, like, it is the most, like, freshman uh, college uh, philosophy major thing. Like, it's like, guys, did you know? Yes, we know about that. We're functioning adults, you shithead. Guys, did you know looter shooters should contain loot people care about? No! <laughs> oh, this is fucking great. That's your anthem update. Oh, anthem, anthem update, guys. Loot should be better. Yeah. Thanks for this <laughs> report, Bioware. Like. <laughs> In other news, <laughs> Destiny, still a game. That's his Warframe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love the great. comparisons they're making. Where they're like, "Yeah, we learned a lot from Borderlands and Destiny." I'm like, 
Those aren't good sentences inherently. What did you learn? Well, then you should, like, try and grind for loot. Oh! Okay, the basis of the genre you entered into. Congratulations. Yeah. It's like, hey, maybe we should work on some of the other systems. What do you think? And the guy who first started this is like, flight suit goes, wee. No, and I, all jokes aside, that's always been my problem with the game. Like, the the Iron Man suit aspects of the game are inherently fun. It's the oh, rest of the game that's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's... No, that... I think that was something you and I both agreed on for sure, is the yeah. whole fact that you're, like, flying around in this fucking suit is so fucking cool. Oh, yeah, the second-to-second -second gameplay is cool. It's just wrapped up in a shell of none of this fucking matters, and, like, the fact that patrols were the best part of that game. I, I have used that game's patrol system as an example of what a good patrol system for video games is, and I stand by, what if you just did stuff, and when you left the patrol zone, the patrol zone was like, cool, you did stuff. Let's calculate that stuff up and give you rewards based off of it in addition to what you found. Like, th there are inherently good ideas in Anthem. They're just bogged down by, yo, we got three strikes. You mean raids? No, they're basically strikes. That once you get good enough at the game, you could do blindfolded by mashing out the attack buttons. Yeah. Our players are going to want something more stuff. Um, Light Tooth goes, we. Yeah. Well, they're getting there. I think in the, with the progress they're making about the realization of loot, I think they'll be ready in, like, 2030. Yeah. And I'll be there to try it again, like, unless they make me pay for <laughs> Anthem a second time. Fuck, I've gone back to Warframe how many times? I didn't pay for that game. Anthem has to be like, yo, you get into it for free. I'm like, that's all you had to say, motherfucker. But see, like, yeah, Warframe is still at least, like, to play for the I should never have given Warframe a second shot after my first experience with that game. The <laughs> the PS4 beta for that thing is one of the biggest travesties in how to like misrepresent your video game to a new fan base. Like if that thing had been an iota of what it is now at launch, I would have never picked up Destiny, I don't think. But the basis of what that game is so... Like, when that thing came to PS4, it was this buggy glitch fest that, like, you'd go into the Warframe community on Reddit and be like, Hi, what do I do when I complete a mission? They'd be like, it tells you what to do. And I'm like, not on PS4? It doesn't reliably. Like, extraction wasn't an obvious thing you had to do in that beta that they were asking you to pay money for the Warframes in. I Warframe has come an amazingly long way. But based on that game's first impression, I should have never played that game again. Because hmm. it was bad. Like, unforgivably bad. Fuck, you, I think there's a video of it somewhere where I... Like, it's one of the few videos for YouTube, uh, for something with studios, that I did, like, the, uh, the PS4 beta or early release version of it, and it's god-awful. And then I did the, like, Xbox version where they had, like, you know, a story mode in it. It's like, hmm. what the fuck? This is Warframe? <laughs> like all jokes aside about Warframe the fact I go back to it like every two years every time I go back I'm like shit they did some shit since I was last here like the comparison of what the beta for it was on PS4 versus what the beta on Xbox were they're two different games they just happen to have the same like player classes in them like it's uh, yeah I, it's legitimately two separate games at that point like, there's, there's a lot of shared DNA but what that game has become is almost indistinguishable or is you could not recognize it based off its earlier stuff in some ways. 
like the, the amount that game has grown and what they've done and kind of what that game is now, there was no hints at that in the early PS4 version I played. Like it was this soulless, free to play, pay to win, cash grab feeling bullshit thing that had some neat ideas that was just like, yep. We have procedure-generated tile sets that put together ships for you to go through, and and nothing. Hope you like grinding. <laughs> now that we've talked way too much about Warframe again, let's talk about esports in Saudi Arabia. Esports in Saudi Arabia. Not Saudi. So uh, you know, also filed under. Riot Games still being fucking Riot this Games. This wasn't just Riot Games. Um, so let, let's do the story, I guess, Justice. Let, let's go through all the all the steps. So earlier on in the week, I think this was, yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday when this news came out. Of this previous week when you're hearing this, the week we recorded this. Uh, two major European esports brands, uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive Tournament, organizer Blast Premier, and Riot's League of Legends European Championship Division. God, these are terrible names. Uh, announced they were doing a sponsorship deal with Neo. Neom? Neom, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is, I don't think it's real yet, but it's kind of like a, it's a $500 billion techno city thing funded by Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam. I pronounced that right, I think. Yeah, that uh, to, to say um, the crown prince has had a bit of a PR problem over the last couple of years, not inaccurate. Uh, he's been linked to such major things as you know murdering that reporter in an embassy and Jamal Khashoggi. Yes, thank you, thank you for the name. Yep, a lot of the kind of Saudi Arabian not so great stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. We're not going to go into it because we'd be here for the rest of the day to go into it, but. Among other things, seemingly homophobic, which... Also, yeah. the whole Neom Super City, it's planned to be built by displacing lots of indigenous people, yeah. because that's a fucking thing everybody keeps fucking doing. Yep. That's how theme parks get made in other countries, FYI. Yeah. Tell fucking uh, the, the, the World Cup stadiums were done. They that's displaced too. tons of fucking people. Hell, we have stadiums being built right now with actual slave labor for the, like, what, the upcoming World Cup? That sounds yeah. right, unfortunately. Yep. Because we here in the U.S., we allow prison, private prisons, A, to exist, privately owned and run prisons, B, allow them to shop out their people for slave labor. For profit prisons is a terrible idea, but back to this. So, Rightfully so, a variety of people had reactions to this, especially based off of, well, the riot end of these things, kind of like Fortnite has, not not Fortnite, um, Overwatch has a following in certain communities, and they've gotten a lot of mileage out of not maybe not catering, but definitely embracing the love from stuff like the LGBTQ community. And, well, a lot of people had some thoughts about this partnership, ranging from employees to just people that were like, wait, what? So much so that Riot, within 24 hours, had scrapped this whole thing. But, yeah. You can't help but look at this and go, if you hadn't gotten caught, would you have stopped? And the answer is absolutely no. Yeah, I... 
I guess in defense of Riot, this wasn't Riot Prime, this was like Riot Europe, but I suspect those two aren't separate at all, and... Yeah, yeah. no, they don't get to pretend like yeah. they didn't have a hand in it. They had to okay it. Like, yeah, Riot Europe doesn't just get to say, we're going to make a gigantic money deal without getting approval from all of Riot's executives. So, no, they, they don't get a free pass here. They were, they were in on it, too. Yeah, I've, so, both companies and organizers and all that stuff have been kind of suspiciously quiet since they got called the fuck out on these things. No word about whether or not Blast, the Counter-Strike part of this deal, has pulled out or not at, at this time, but yeah. They put out a message on the right website. So, um, uh, yeah, it, basically it's a boilerplate, we're sorry. Like, you know what you, you could have done? Not fucking do it in the yeah. first place, you big assholes. How about you learn a goddamn thing? Well, and I, they're, they're not sorry. They're sorry they got caught. Yeah, then that's the kind of the always takeaway from this. And Alex was having a lot of fun saying it for this podcast. But you want you you want to give your spiel on this one, Alex? Yeah. So it pretty much boils down to one thing: whenever a company makes a shitty fucking decision like this, when it turns to the social aspect, just just remember SpongeBob. And focus on Mr. Crab when they ask him what motivated him to do things. And all he does is grab the mic and say, I like money. So whenever you're curious as to why a company like Riot would be willing to pair up or do some sort of esports partnership with Saudi Arabia, and this one dude who, by the way, is worth a metric fuck ton of money, just think to yourself this. What's the profit motive? Money. Always what it's going to be. Yep. Same reason why, like, you know, and they kind of mentioned this in passing many of the articles, like the WWE made a deal to basically run shows in Saudi Arabia, which, you know, by the way, didn't have any of the women wrestlers because, you know, they can't have that in Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia... Scandal! Yeah, because Saudi Arabia, that's what Saudi Arabia is like. Beheading is cool, guys, but women wrestling? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yep. And what you know? Why was that done? Money. Money. And there weren't enough people to shame the WWE out of it, though several of their wrestlers refused to take part, like the ones you would expect. Yeah, that went through ultimately, didn't it? Oh, oh, they've they've done a couple there now, but yeah, there's been a handful of people who have been like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like uh, Daniel Bryan straight up said, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wrestle there. Yeah, (laughs) which. Not unexpected coming from Daniel Bryan and knowing anything about the person. Yeah, he he said straight up, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that show. There's no way." And and uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like, but yeah, they just didn't get enough flack apparently in the media for them to not do it. But in this case, Riot got enough flack, both internally and externally, where they finally had to say. I guess we'll have to turn down all this money and, you know, look elsewhere maybe for money. Oh, don't be surprised yeah. if they still kind of sneak But even the specific later. project it's associated with, the Neon Project, is also, has its own reasons for being shitty and disgusting. Like I mentioned, the whole displacing indigenous peoples thing that's a part of it. Which is also, like, just by itself, like, that's a reason. That alone and it should be a reason to not want to be any part of that. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, you're right. It's like, it's money. That's literally the only reason why it came up or was thing or even considered. Yeah. So. That does it for news this week. Hopefully we've informed you or whatever. Not that we care anymore. Not that we probably do still care about. We do have some listener mail this week. Oh, boy. If you wanted to contact us, how'd you go about doing that, Alex? Uh, it's very simple. You would go ahead and compile your uh, email client, and in the two column, you just put wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If they wanted to find a link to that email, where would they find it, Alex? Uh, Spelled as it sounds, down to the show notes, etc., etc. You have to say the whole thing. The show notes would have been fine, but yes. Go click that if you want to get there. That sentence sounded wrong, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> this one comes in from Anonymous. Hey, Wicked Awesome cast. The re-release of Destroy All Humans uh, comes out this week. And while I suspect this is a pass for the entire crew, I was wondering if any of you played the original version, of the original release. I remember what? of Destroy All Humans. Oh, okay. okay. I remember liking the game back on PS2, I think, but I got described as a game or as something I was clamoring to see return from yesteryear. Yeah, that's... I think I saw a review for the game that was like the A-plus treatment for a B-plus game, and I've never felt something was that accurate about that game ever. <laughs> I never played it. I. It was a... I've read several articles on it since then, kind of out of curiosity. I remember liking that game, but I'm also no longer, like, 13. So <laughs> I think I've aged out of that game's demographic a little bit. I went and checked out some cutscenes. I remember being funny, and I'm like, right! I have matured. Nah, I've... It was a fun game at the time. It was a cool open-world game. Like, it, it was borderline kind of offensive back then. I think it's no longer borderline now. It's just aged poorly as many things do of humor, but at the same time, like, it did not need to get remade. Like, it was fine. <laughs> like, no one's like, fuck yes, Destroy All Humans is back, I don't think. I don't know. I think calling your game Destroy All Humans, given 2020, is kind of setting the bar low. Oh, it was a, it was a ballsy name at the time. Like, I remember... I, I want to think the game was teen when it came out, too. Like, it wasn't M-rated, I don't think. So, mm -hmm. like, telling my parents I was playing Destroy All Humans, like, prompted a conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I haven't played it before, but, I mean, I've heard good things about it, but hey, more power to you guys. Like, if, you, if you're looking forward to it, cool. I haven't really played it, so I can't give a good opinion about it. So, sorry, writer. Yes, it is a game I know I played at some point growing up, and I, I know I owned a copy, and then the sequels came out, and even then I was like, eh, I'm not sure I need more of this in my life. Hmm. I can find a rating for this game. Yeah, I, I saw, by kind of freak accident of stumbling into this, I'm looking at a bunch of reviews, like, this game averaged a 7 out of 10 at the time, and that's an accurate description of this game. Okay. And, like, some of the graphics have not aged super well, though. So they cutscene that, like, yep. Ah. People have said some more funny things about how bad the voice acting in that game is, and they seem overblown, but also, the way they're saying it have been pretty funny. That's it for news this week, though. Just the one. Or not, not news, emails this week. Thank you for writing in. But that does it for the podcast this week. Um, Anything anyone want to talk about before we close it out? 
Um, I don't really think I have anything this week, other than, like, you can follow me on my social medias. I may post stuff every once in a while. Um, and that's Maeve Online across the board. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, not Mixer. That's dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll, I can, yeah, I'll just mention that. Yeah, on social media, I'm Kraken Zero, that's Z-E-R Zero, and that is on Facebook and Instagram. And, yeah, if I'm do up to anything, it'll be on there. I'm not up to anything. It might also be on there. So. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Nothing big coming up that yeah. I've been planning. Um, oh, I, I will mention. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, summer games done quick, which is going to be done remotely, of course, is coming up very very soon. Oh, nice. Um, so I mean, yeah, that is a uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a yeah. It's going to be. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's going to be going on uh, August sixteenth through the twenty third. So yeah, just in, in about two weeks or so, we'll be seeing that. But yeah, it's going to be an all, uh, all. Yeah, it's going to be an all online only event. So there's not going to be a big convention like there is usually. But mm. yeah, it should still be very cool. There's going to be runners and you know a lot of runners running for parody. As well as occasionally the uh, odd developer that decides to phone in during a game, so, hmm. which that's always fun. I like that. I like seeing developers re- or hearing developers dumbfounded reactions when they see a, a a glitch or a kind of a or a strategy done in a game where they did not remotely expect. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's coming up just a couple of weeks, so catch that. It's going to be a full week, so it'll be, yeah, going from the 16th through the 23rd. So, yeah, I'd say watch it. It's going to be on Twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. And I believe it will be in support of, well, uh, yeah, Doctors Without Borders. Yep, which is usually what their summer one is. Uh, supporting so cool yeah hmm. yeah it seems i'm doing thursdays and saturday streams these days so yeah upcoming this thursday stream is another drunk destiny stream where we're gonna be drinking our way through uh crown of sorrows don't expect too many more of those because i got terabah this week and my will to do crown of sorrows has greatly diminished since then yeah the, the entire clan is in a bit of a like eh, state <laughs> We're all waiting on something to happen, so maybe I'll be streaming stuff that's not Destiny for a little bit. Who knows? Maybe Warframe. But, yeah. I think Saturday was a Gambit grind thing, which was a whole other nightmare, but yeah. Mordak on that platform, M-O-R-D-4-K, and most other places. But yeah. I think that's it. Yes? I think so. Who wants to close this thing out? Cue thine metal! (laughs) 